Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Inside Lowell. I am your host, Teddy Panos. This morning, we're breaking format a little bit. We're going to put the news and political stuff aside and talk a little entertainment because a big show coming to the Lowell Memorial Auditorium tomorrow night. Uh, of course, that means we are recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Tomorrow night is Thursday, April 27th, and the show features the legendary Judy Collins and Madeline Peru performing at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, and we've got Judy Collins joining us here on the phone lines. I want to first thank our sponsors for helping to make this podcast and all of our Inside Lowell podcasts possible. Of course, our friends at Washington Savings Bank, what a community bank is all about. Check them out online at washingtonsavings.com. Thank you as well to our friends at Hafner's It Kicks, They Kick. Call 866-IT-KICKS to learn more about all of their home heating services and all of their other services, including their gas stations and car washes. You can also go online at hafners.com to learn more. And last but certainly not least, thank you to our friends at Reverie 73, just recently voted the number four cannabis shop in Massachusetts. And they are the highest ranking single store at number four. They only have one location right now, and that's right here in Lowell, Massachusetts. Let Reverie 73 elevate your cannabis experience and find out why they got such high praise in a poll throughout the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Find them online at reverie73.com. And with that, it is time to bring in our special guest. She is a, uh, a legendary musician. Uh, in her sixth decade of performing, she has recorded 55 albums, and she's coming right here to our downtown. She is Judy Collins, and we'd like to welcome her to Inside Lowell. Hi, Judy. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I, I know it's not polite to... to ask a woman her age or, or give away her age, but I think I did by saying how long you've been performing and, and, the, and the 55 albums. But I mean, you want to talk about a, a legendary career, an accomplished career. That says it right there. I mean, do, do, do you ever pause and look back on what a great ride this has been? Well, I do have an opportunity to do that quite often because I do a lot of press and People like to talk about what's past, present, and future. So I have had, I think, an incredible career, as you said. But it's all really the fact that I have these amazing friends and people who come to hear me sing. And a lot of them, of course, will be at the Lowell concert. And we're doing something quite fantastic. We're doing the album that I made in 1967 by popular request. And actually, the uh, Boston Pop told us last year that they would like to bring it together. And I started doing the, the shows with all the orchestrations. Of course, you know, when a Grammy. And Leonard oh, we Judy, we uh, lost your signal there for a moment there. Are you still with us? Let's. Why don't you call in... Can you do that? I, I'm sorry. I, I lost your signal there for a moment. Are you, are you, I think you're back with us now. Okay, good. So so all of the orchestrations, the wildflowers, we're doing with orchestra. So you'll see a wonderful orchestra 
in Lowell, Massachusetts tomorrow night, and I'll be singing uh, one of the brand new songs from my newest album, Spellbound, which was also nominated for a Grammy. So it's like a circle coming around. Yes, certainly. One of the questions I was going to ask is, uh, you're performing with a 35-piece orchestra. Have you ever done a show with a, with an orchestra that large before? Uh, 50. So, however, it is a little bit less than I'm used to perform with the, um, the Boston Pops with the Smart with Fiedler in in '76. I played with the whole hundred-piece orchestras when I was younger as a pianist. So yes, I've done many, many orchestras. We've worked with most of the major symphonies in the country. I can't think of one that I haven't done. Wow. So so you're no stranger to having a lot of people on a on a stage or near a stage with you. Oh, oh, it's very exciting, of course. It's very exciting because for a lot of the audiences who see me in concert with my my duo or my trio or my band, it's a it's a big change, but they'll be very interested to hear these orchestrations done by a big symphony and they're gorgeous. They were made by by um Josh Rifkin, who designed the orchestrations in 1967. It's, it's even hard to say that number. It's so long ago. <laughs> what, what, but it's... It, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask, what, what does that allow you to do, performing with a large orchestra as opposed to maybe like a solo acoustic act or with a couple of pieces? What does it allow you to do as a, as a performer, as a musician, as a songwriter that you might not be able to do at a normal, at a, at a normal show with this much smaller accompaniment? It, al- it allows me to do the original orchestration. And I, I, I started in, ni- in 1966 with an album called In My Life to do orchestrations of, of the larger times. And of course, it, it allows me to perform everything as it was originally produced and recorded. I've done a number of orchestral, uh, orchestral um, collections. I did a song time in 2016 or 17 with the full orchestra with all of the uh, wonderful song time songs that I like in addition to Send in the Clowns. And by the way, we are doing Send in the Clowns with the original um, <laughs> usual suspects, uh-huh. including, of course, the uh, the wonderful introductory horn uh, that does that wonderful line from the Sondheim song. So it allows you to do things differently. Okay, I, I would imagine it's a, it's it's different, but also very enjoyable for you. Uh, what else can you tell us about the show? What, what do you what do we know about Madeline Peru, who is uh, going to be performing uh, as part of the show? Are you going to do some numbers together? No, she'll do the first half. I'll do the second half, and we're both working with the symphony. Okay, so she gets the pleasure of playing. For oh, she's life. a she she's a wonderful singer. You'll enjoy both halves of the show, I'm sure. I'm definitely looking forward to that part. Um, I want to go back to your the early part of your career. However, you you didn't start off as a songwriter, which is fascinating to me to learn when you, people realize how many different folks you've collaborated with on, and songs that you have written. Um, what what made you get into that uh, component of it? I started my career. Well, first I spent the first twenty or sixteen of my of years of my life being a classical pianist and trained, 
But my father was a great singer and performer, and he had a radio show for 30 years, and he performed all of the uh, Great American Songbook, which we used to call that. Now we call it the Rod Stewart Songbook, of course. <laughs> and so I knew all of that material as well, not only the class, but not only Beethoven, Bach, Brahms, <laughs> Chopin, and Debussy, and Rachmaninoff, but I also knew all, you know, long ago and far away and grab your coat and get your hat. So I knew all of those and had performed for the symphony already at 13. And so when I found folk music, I found originally most of the material was, was, was traditional. I then started when I reached the village in, at the age of 21. Then, then, of course, I was picking up on all the new songwriters and, of course, Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie. And I recorded after I did a series of albums of traditional, I moved into um, Bob Dylan and Tom 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 Paxton and uh, and Phil Oaks and many many other artists. And then I met I met the great Leonard Cohen, who asked me why I wasn't writing my own songs. This was in 1966, and I wrote my first song, which is on this album I'm going to do tomorrow night called Since You've Asked, and it fits right into what's going on, because I'll first open the show with Spellbound, which is orchestrated for this wonderful orchestra, and then in the first of the material on on Wildflowers, I will do my first song, which is called Since You've Asked. So they get a real treat, because they get a kind of a history and an action. So, so you've basically been performing since you were able to walk, in essence, right? You were kind of born into this. Well, I was born into show business, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, lastly, because I, I know you have to go, Judy, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, I, I read something fascinating on your website. I was trying to you know, make sure I didn't miss anything important in your background. And there was this little description of you as a, as a performer, as a, as a person. It said, quote, filmmaker, record label head, musical mentor, and keynote speaker for mental health and suicide prevention. That last part caught my attention. Uh, there's obviously some kind of story, some kind of connection there. Why is that such an important thing for you to do, and why do you speak on that? Well, I lost my son to suicide in 1992, and so it makes me, let's say, one of the few who can speak out against the taboo. And to have people speak about it, read about it, learn about it, get the help that they need when they or someone in their near circle suffers from this uh, terrible yeah. ism. I'm not sure it's an illness. I don't know if it, I mean, and I do know that it is, it is promoted by drug addiction, alcoholism, depression, many other issues which can be treated. And so suicide as an outgrowth of those conditions is also applicable to a lot of good, common, old-fashioned therapies. And, and I'm, I'm guessing that's what's kind of influenced uh, a lot of your uh, latter-day music and more and more recent music. I, I, my hunch is folks are going to hear a little bit of, of that uh, storytelling as well. Yes, I think so. I, and I think a lot of people are freer nowadays to talk about these topics. When my son took his life, there were very, there was practically nothing in the, any libraries or online or anywhere about suicide. There were two books that were around. Uh, Alvarez wrote a song called, uh, wrote a book called The Savage God, 
which was about the death of Sylvia Clough, I must say, I think it's not encouraging or encouraged to read that book. The other one was a book because it has no nothing about the solution. We know that, that addiction is a prompter of suicidal ideology, but he doesn't mention anything about that. And also he goes into telling his own story, which is, that's fine if you're at a, at a, a consciousness-raising talk about, but he doesn't tell you what to do about it, how to get around it, how to get help, where to go. Get a, get a psychologist, get a psychiatrist, get somebody who knows what's going on with you and tell them the whole story. Amen to that. Judy Collins, legendary, award-winning singer, songwriter, performer, uh, performing tomorrow night, April 27th, 7.30 p.m. at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium. Tickets are still available. You can get them online, lowellauditorium.com. Judy, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to chat with you this afternoon. Thanks. God bless you, and have a beautiful day. You as well. I hope you enjoy our city when you get here. Thank you. I love your city. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a, and that is uh, Judy Collins joining us here. Told you we were going to break format a little bit, but it's always fun to do some of the featurey uh, featurey podcasts and entertainment podcasts. It was one of my favorite parts of being a radio host for so long. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this podcast. Lots more coming up on InsideLowell.com. Everyday news stories, feature stories. We've got constantly updated podcasts as well by a variety of different hopes uh, hosts as we like to say if lowell is your home inside lowell is your place thanks so much for joining us everybody have a great day